What's up, party people? This is Digital Digital. Get down. Get down. Welcome to episode 100. You're such a good singer, babe. <laughs> no one has ever said that. Uh, episode 108, I think. Yep. I'm starting to lose count. One of our last produced in Minnesota. That's true. We're getting a new studio soon. Well, we're going to rent a studio. And then we're going to be in a new studio. Rent is a strong word. We're going to squat <laughs> in a studio. Not squat in a studio. Anyway, yeah. um, episode 108, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what a day we've had, babe. What a day. I've done the manliest chores. All the gross house That tasks. anyone can do. They don't tell you when they say, start composting, it's going to be fun. It's not. And when the, when the plastic bag company says, our bags will... Um, Some of them seem to have decomposed at the bottom of the bin. They had like pulled Falling apart. apart a yeah, bit. man, two years of compost that I had to sift through. But it didn't go into the landfill. That's the whole point. See, some of it seemed like it was soil, but then I remembered that I put soil in it <laughs> last year, so I think that was a little bit deceiving. Um, yeah, I was mostly packing books. You never realize how many books you own until you try and pack them and to some small boxes because they're too heavy for big boxes but then it takes like a thousand and you've downsized some babe you have turned in some books you have made some cash off those shout out to irreverent bookworm in minneapolis because they have like an actual profitable trade-in situation for the trader I think it's both ways. I'm saying it's a fair contribution. We went to Half Price Books that time. We brought, like, an entire box Mm -hmm. of, like, good quality books. And, like, some, like, rare hardcovers. 78 cents. Something like that, yeah. Which is a lot because there's a coin shortage in North America, we learned. Uh, So, Irreverent Bookworm. Every time Mm -hmm. I've gone, I've turned in, like, you know, a big bag or a big box of books. And I've gotten, like, 20 or 25 bucks back. That's one thing we're going to miss about Minnesota. In our pre-baby days, we would go we would go bookstore hopping on mm-hmm. a on a Sunday morning. We've been to a lot of the like independent bookstores in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. and beyond. Um, We're whisper podcasting a little bit because we have a vampire baby who's. He's not a vampire. He just is. Yeah, a little bit undead. He doesn't <laughs> go to sleep. Um, a book update. Speaking of bookstores. Mm. Um, both the next two books we're going to read for this podcast are we're hate reading at this point well i read them i was the brave one to start off or you're just picking bad books actually i picked before the coffee gets cold i think okay anyways i need to read them but i'm not really looking forward to it because you just keep talking about how much you hated both of them so well one is very short one is very long so at least they're different in that respect and one is on my Kindle from the library, and one is paperback over there that I paid money for. So, mm-hmm. well, I didn't pay money for. It. I paid gift. So we should have some it. lively episodes. It is more fun when you hate something. Up. Otherwise, it's just like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, TV update. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished season seven of <laughs> Call the Midwife. Still watching it. Oh, babe. Um, out of like the seven finales, three of them have ended with weddings. Mm-hmm. So they have a strong brand. Patterns, yeah. Uh, I also find it very funny that there's Christmas specials because it's like a BBC show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like very Britishy like Christmas specials with in between puddings. each season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and usually someone goes missing. I'm not sure why that's like such a Christmas theme for the mm. show, but usually it's. I never quite can missing. gauge what the stakes are on that show. Sometimes it always seems like low, life or sometimes death. Sometimes very high, but other times it's just nuns. This last joshing each other finale was weird because like it was very tragic and someone died and then they kind of like skimmed over that mm-hmm. and then went to the wedding part. So I think they like didn't want to end the whole season on just like a death of a young mother hmm. but it was a little bit of a weird tone that was mature jenny doing the most annoying jenny. part of the show still she hasn't been on the show in like four seasons <laughs> and still they have old jenny being like life is like a leaf falling in the fall like it's always <laughs> some horrible metaphor mm. that just like vaguely relates to the episode mm-hmm. like you never know what's gonna happen in the, se- in your, the season of your life and it's just but the this show is be the British mutt it. in you coming out. It's it's your cultural heritage to a certain degree. Once in a while, I go down a little rabbit hole of British stuff. Mm-hmm. I still haven't watched You'll do Downton, Downton Abbey, Abbey someday. You'll someday. You'll binge it, as the kids say. Um, this is the closest I've ever come to like binging a long show. Probably mm-hmm. watch a couple episodes a day. It's like been my escape from stay-at-home parenting, mm-hmm. um, and I'm enjoying it. Um, we started the next season of Dickinson officially. We did. We watched the first episode. Still a strange ass show. It is, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't exactly pulled back into the world, so I'll make you watch a few more, but we'll see how it goes. They're pretty short, aren't they? Yeah. I'm really only in it for the anachronistic um the music. The music, music is still the best yeah. part of the show, yeah. yeah. And what I really want to watch is Heartstopper, but now I need to wait for you because mm-hmm. you are like kind of cheating mm-hmm. your own system. Um no, not at all. A little I bit. can I can fess up here. Uh, so one of the two books, the long book, the aforementioned long book, is part of a series. And my plan for the next month was to power through two books in that series. Because one book of the trickiest book, ti- book digits uh, achievement steps Especially this early year, in the year. It's hard when you hit it early oh, in the yeah, year. Right. Um, is to read two books from the same series. And so... Uh, about halfway through book one i was like i'm gonna fall into a depression if i have to do book two as well i'll have nothing to look forward to in life um that was tongue-in-cheek um so then i had a light bulb moment when i was like 75 percent done book one and i was like there are other book series out there and some that might even live in this household probably has some that we haven't traded in to a local bookstore and then you were like what if it was a graphic novel? Yeah. So I let's could... go from making this challenge as hard as possible to as easy no, as I possible. I accidentally read two in a series this past week. Mm-hmm. I didn't need it for my achievement. That was, I already hit it. So, what was my um, series for the achievement? I don't remember. Yeah, there's no. Uh, well, you could scroll back through your profile and see when you got it. But um. So, anyways, yes, I've switched gears. Yeah, well, I kind of cheated on it too, so I can't even. Oh. Um, I read a book that I a fantasy book that I didn't like, mm-hmm. and read a novella related to it, yeah. and it counted. But mm. I have since read multiple books in the same series, so I think I've like redeemed myself a little bit. Good for you. Just this past week, I did. Like I said, I read. Uh, I read two really kind of crappy Kindle fantasy, um, romance Kindle romance books from the same universe and then i just read two paperback fantasy uh why do i keep saying fancy regency romances yeah um yeah 
Anything else you got going on? Any newses? What's going on over there? Um, I have a single news that is both good news and bad news. Okay. Um, Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant yes. are finally leaving SNL. Saw the headline. Didn't click it. Man, haven't said that, said that in a while. We were going to get t-shirts. Yeah. I, forget, I always forget what our other catchphrase, though. Yours was saw the headline, didn't click it, and mm-hmm. mine was something else. And I never remember. No. So we'll go back and listen to all 107 episodes. <laughs> um, or maybe mine was saw the headline, didn't click it, and yours was that you have no notes. You've never had That's any true. Notes. I have zero notes today. So, um, so, so Kate and Eddie are leaving. It's mm. bad news because they're like the reason that I still watch SNL because mm-hmm. I don't love the new cast members. Mm-mm. It's good news for them because it's time. Like they both have done other things, mm-hmm. although Kate has more recently just been Verizon commercials, but AD like has her own show and mm-hmm. is like funnier every time she's on a late night interview on her own than she ever is able to be on SNL. Mm-hmm. Not ever. We quote her things the most probably. It's the whole thing with Jean. Um my parents have a whole but thing no with i think so. she's either underutilized it seems or improperly or like or pigeonholed really in, yeah. in a lot of cases so yeah i'm excited for kate and 80 to leave and go like do bigger and better things hopefully mm-hmm. but i really will have very little reason to watch snl yep so that's my good news bad news got it what's your news is i don't have any i have like a thesis for this episode, but I think... A thesis? Don't make me write a thesis every time we podcast. I don't think... I think it applies more to the main topic, so I feel like it should come up organically. Okay. But it started with recipes and a realization that every recipe out there must already exist. There's a finite number of ingredients. Surely someone has written a recipe with Every possible Every, combination. Like, normal recipe, I think, exists. Yeah. Not like the chopped style with the baskets where they, like, give... Is it chopped? Yes. Where it's, like, you have to combine Bizarre peanut butter shit, yeah. and squid jelly and, you know, like, trying to be super crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a recipe to use up the risotto rice. Okay. Cool. So we're going to make that sometime. So that led me to thinking about pop culture, which tends to be the theme of this show sure and i think i think what i'm getting at is going to come up more as we kick off these next segments so you're not i want to talk, talk about, about the TV. It, but you're going to keep talking about yeah it? i want to talk about the tv show um, first i was going to give you a bad news for you and like make a joke mm-hmm. but now i don't remember what it was okay washing machines i don't know too soon um, are we talking about the TV show or the mm. movie first? TV show. I have a lot of feelings about both, so... Yeah, we're we going to leave plenty of time. Usually, we don't have a book this week. Yeah, we're usually such a literary power couple that we're, we try to make sure there's a book. It's but just as I pointed happen. out, we've watched so few movies that it's almost more rare for us to have a movie to talk we about than a book. We finally did movie night last night, and it was a letdown. Not well, we're our not talking about that first. No, know, we just... were We were one. So... We were... We're going to try to, like, be relevant for once, mm-hmm. be on trend, maybe a little behind trend yeah, still, but... Definitely with the movie, I oh, think. Oh, with, with the TV show. <laughs> um, we're talking about our, our Flag Means Death. Not a great title. My literal first note was, what would you have titled it? 
Oh, gosh. I haven't even thought about that. I thought about it in the shower um, this morning. I have my title, I think, but you can... I... I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something witty with the... With the... The metaphor for Steve. beard. Oh. Um... Yeah, I don't know. But not this. Not our flag means death. Yeah. Pirate's beard. Yeah, something like or, that, maybe. I think I just would have gone with the gentleman pirate. Yeah, no, that's it. That's the title. Because um, they say that a lot. They, like, repeat it a lot. Yeah. But it also, like, is a good summation of the whole show. That's the whole point, is that he's, like, stuck between... Yeah, that's the title. You're right. The gentleman that's pirate. That's how I'm going to... That's what I'm going to call it from um, now on. Either that or something about the seas. God, you're so talented. Yeah, I was going to say high seas or... yeah, blah, blah, The blah. high seas or the... Captain Fancy's a swim. Yeah. The show almost made me want to find an old Assassin's Creed game, but not quite. Quite. I wish I could combine Witcher and Assassin's Creed a little bit. Because I liked some aspects of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Like the piratey aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I could play Witcher, but instead of it being a Witcher with magic, you could, like, play as a character who's a pirate. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I like the gameplay of Witcher, mm-hmm. but I, I liked, like, the pirate theme. Of Look at that. that. Video game screen. hot takes just out of the blue. Um, so yeah, I think I would have gone with... Um, Let's just call it the that from now on. Yeah. Um, God, you're talented, man. Thanks. Um, Great editor, as always. As always. That's what I'm best at. I'm a mm-hmm. mediocre writer. Mm-hmm. I'm a very good editor. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, Proof is in the pudding. So I have like a lot of scattered notes for this. I think the first note... The 10 episode I- HBO... Yes. Max series. Yes. All I From knew the about mind it, of Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. All I knew about it was gay pirates. Everyone on the internet was just losing their mind about the gay pirate show. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I was disappointed that it wasn't more that canonically was, That was gay. my first note. Not gay enough. In my um, head, these notes exist. Because I was expecting it to be very cano- canonically I've said that word too many times now and it doesn't mean anything canonically gay. I was expecting it to be like from the onset, they're all having a pirate orgy. Right. Um, another possible show title. Um, <laughs> but it like, it's, I understand why it was a slow burn with the main two. I don't even necessarily yeah. want to spoil it straight away. We'll do spoilers later, but I kind straight of expect, away. I kind of expected like, I gotta pull up some character characters to be to be like very obviously immediately queer and they were not there were a couple and there was a couple like wink wink nod nod like right with um with lucius and black pete like they have their little fling little flings and that's like i think that's presented pretty well because it's just kind of like a thing and nobody else bats an eye at it situation where it's like they're on a ship with a bunch of dudes like right Lucius was very obviously queer coded. Um, yeah. But anyways, I was expecting it to be like gayer sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my one take. I I think I have to point out before we go any further that I really struggle with Reese. Yeah. Whatever, because the fr- I, you know him from a previous show. I watched Wrecked, yeah, which um, also had the Swede on it. I think. I was gonna say he's my least favorite. He's character. the worst character. He yeah. was in that show that you never remember. Yeah, no, that sorry, we watched. it's not that show. He was on the show you never remember that we watched. It was him, nope. and it was Dakota. Dakota. He's on Blaze and the Monster Machines. Which voice is he? <laughs> Pickle. 
Is he Pickle? Really? <laughs> Pickle's like for the most annoying eight, character. For eight years he has done. Pickle's the most annoying character. Hmm. Um, he was on the other show that you never remember with it's Dakota. Dakota, what's her face? And they have. He's the brother, and she's a, she's a single mom. I've never seen this show. I did not invent this show. Um, what was her name? Dakota. Hmm. This is like uh, a decade God. ago. We've done this multiple times. I know Dakota Johnson. That's what I was gonna. That's I was gonna fill in that blank. Dakota Johnson. She was on this TV show. Life in Pieces. Ben and Kate. No, Life in Pieces we watched little bits of in Australia. Oh, Ben and Kate is the show that I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I've seen one episode of that. We watched a couple episodes and it just wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. That's what I know him from. He's the worst character. Yes. Um, I have not been able to finish the sentence. Reese, whatever. (laughs) He was the voice of Koran from the Netflix Voltron animated show. Very distinctive voice. She would wake me up to every like weekend morning very distinctive voice and that is all i can picture when i like hear him talk Mm -hmm. is this like animated space transformers show yeah he's certainly a very talented actor but very distinctive voice i would say he's like one note and i mean that like like one audio note like two his voice is too distinctive for him to like play so many different roles yeah Interesting. They changed the name of the movie Pirate, Pirate Radio. Radio. It's now called The Boat That Rocked. So I guess they could do the same thing to this show. Pirate I, s- I definitely saw that movie and it was called Pirate, Pirate Radio. Radio. Yeah. Weird. Um, they changed the like the cover and everything. The, no, that's the, the weird bit is that it's at least oh. on IMDb. It's not. Um, Taika Waititi is beautiful as a person. I at first didn't think he was going to be on the show because I thought it was like, well, it's a it's a Watiti project, but it's not like like was he in What's in the Shadows? I don't know. Have we ever? That's a. Sh- uh, that, we watched part of the movie that time. That time, okay, that's what I thought. But yeah. um, I did not watch the TV show. He is in that. It says yes. Okay. He's second build. Um, he. Or then and then when and then when Tycho shows up as. Blackbeard. I assumed it was going to be a cameo. And in some ways, when I realized it was like the main plot going forward, I was like, okay, this will be fun. And in some ways, I feel like that's almost where the show kind of lost itself a little bit. I disagree. Lost itself. That's not the right phrase. Distracted. Like, pull focus a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, I was just happy because I enjoy Taika Waititi. I think he's... I think he specific his brand of comedy. We'll get to that, I guess. But mm-hmm. his brand of comedy doesn't always hit correctly for me. Mm-hmm. But he, as a person, just has like just great mannerisms, great timing, delivery, physical comedy, yeah. and he's also just so talented that I find him very attractive. Yeah. It's a Lin Manuel situation where, like, right. looking at a picture of Lin Manuel, I wouldn't be like, "There's a man," like yeah. that's super hot. But when I saw <laughs> there's him, a man, when I saw him. <laughs> what she says to me every night, <laughs> when i saw him in hamilton and he was like singing the songs and you like swoon, trying, babe. i did i know. swooned i fully swooned and i felt that way about taika with tt we're like just the talent just is very attractive to me yeah i don't um, i don't know do you have a plan for how we talk about this show there's so many things i want to get to so i wanted to talk a little bit about the tone of the show uh-huh um i can't decide if it was like 
brilliant or a little too weird. It was like a sitcom if mm-hmm. a sitcom was like a historical drama. Right. I think the premise and the gimmick is really solid, and it's based on a true story or a true memoir or whatever of the Steed guy, who was a real-life person, I think, who, um, you know, went away from his, like, English countryside genteel life uh, to become a pirate despite having no need to do so or any sort of skill in From the Wikipedia entry, Mm. despite his lack of sailing experience, Bonnet decided he should turn to piracy. He bought a boat and traveled with a paid crew along the eastern seaboard of what is now the United States. Huh. I'm not sure that was the right corridor for pirating. It was actually from Barbados. What, what, like, century are we in? Uh, 18th century, so early 1700s. Okay. Um... So I think that that kind of... His spouse is correct, Mary. Mm -hmm. Now you've sent me down this, you know that I struggle with things that are, like, loosely historically based. Right. Um, But anyways, I think that, like, sets up a lot of interesting things that the show could have explored, and many of which it did, but you have, yeah, you have someone with no experience attempting something uh, dangerous. Okay, more Mm. of this was was accurate than I thought. Yeah. After arriving in, in the Bahamas, Bonnet met Edward Teach, the infamous Blackbeard, incapable of leading his crew because he was wounded with during an encounter with a Spanish warship. Bonnet temporarily ceded his ship's command to Blackbeard. Before separating in December 1717, Blackbeard and Bonnet plundered and captured merchant ships along the East Coast. Um, right, so this is basically fan fiction Bonnet of, stayed of on Blackbeard's shipping ship them, as a guest and no did, pun not, intended. did not command a crew again um he was pardoned he then returned to piracy later weird so like see that almost makes me more frustrated because i it seems like everything i liked about the show the 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 writers had already handed to them yeah and i feel like everything else they mixed in and the characters they built was not the strength of the show i won't tell you what it is in case they do Anyways, what I've been trying to finish this sentence for Sorry. a hot minute. Um, I think it really is interesting to explore someone kind of breaking away from the doldrums of a of a privileged lifestyle, and I almost would have liked to get a little bit more into Steed's psyche, psyche. Mm-hmm. because you have the early episode where he like attempts to take over a boat, like that little rowboat that comes up, and it's just a gag, uh, you know, for comedy's sake. And then you have the interaction with the like the navy ships, and that leads to a sort of accidental thing. But after that, it just becomes such a him and Blackbeard story that I almost feel like you lose out on his sort of character journey a little bit. See, I don't blame back Blackbeard. I blame the really repetitive flashbacks. Like we kept getting flashbacks to him feeling guilty that he left his family, mm-hmm. but in those flashbacks, you never really. You got him, like, as a small child feeling like he wasn't, like, meant to be, like, a tough manly man. Yeah. And then you got flashbacks of him being kind of bored of his marriage. But I feel like, like, they just really beat you over the head with the fact that he was bored in his married life. And not really, like, explaining more about, like, why piracy. I think the show would have been better without any flashbacks at all. I agree, I can't think of any... Every time one started, I kind of tuned out. 
Blackbeard had some crummy ones with the Kraken in like his big episode. The Steed ones, like you said, they were just all I don't know, just so telling us the same thing. They weren't really yeah. giving us any new information. And I I we can guess we can get into this now, but I was just gonna say that I thought the I thought the mystery about why he left his family was like really good. I hated Steed for the, like the episode and a half when I was like he just ran away from his family to do this dumbass shit. Yeah. And then once it was like, oh, it was a loveless marriage, and oh, the kids didn't really like him. I was like, oh, now I feel queasy about it in a different way. Yeah. I, don't know. I was gonna say that I think the flashbacks at first seemed pointless, and then when you get to episode eight or nine or whatever the terrible episode was, mm-hmm. they seemed heavy-handed. It mm-hmm. was like they were forcing these flashbacks in because they needed to set us up for the big twist in episode nine. Which flashbacks were in episode eight? No, episode nine is the episode I'm talking about. Yeah. The Which flashbacks? All of the flashbacks in the whole series. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Were, were shoving us towards the stupid, stupid plot twist. Yeah. So, like, major spoilers here. If you haven't watched this and are planning to, please stop listening and join back in in a few minutes. Um, what was the giant twist? Episode 9, I, I think it's episode 9, mm-hmm. is where they lost me in the show. Right. I was, like, tentatively, like, sometimes in, sometimes out with the rest of the show, but I was, like, willing to go along with it. And when they, like, try to break out of the prison mm-hmm. and Steed leaves... I think we got to back up a little bit. So, they they get boarded by the vessel, right? By the by, the navy, I don't know. in the previous episode, and that's where they have to like kind of save each other using like the law of surprise or whatever they shout out. Uh, no, it's like the thing from Pirates of the Caribbean where they have to. What do they always yell in the first movie? That's I haven't like seen that movie in a long time. A huge plot point, though. They yell something. Oh, is that so? They reuse that as well. Parlay. Oh, that wasn't what they said here, but. No, I'm saying, but it was a. A thing in the Pirates of the Caribbean in the first movie, like that they mm-hmm. yell parlay, and it means like, um, I don't know. It means like they can have like a like a. I, mean, I haven't seen that movie in a while either. <laughs> um, no, it's like it's like arbitration, right? Where like you you can have like a you pause guys this negotiate. fight and we'll go figure yeah, it out. Like Anyways. they can't kill you. So yeah, in the show they give up their pirate license to go be like a steward of the they king get or whatever. Yeah, they get right. consigned to be in the the navy. Scripted or one of those words. Yeah. Um, so right, episode nine, and I assume that was like where they were gonna be heading into season two. That episode nine just moves way too quickly. You have them in like the navy training area for like. Half eight a like eight minutes of screen time. Not even. Yeah, probably not even. It's like a scene and a half. They sign up. They get a bunk. And There's some it. jokes as they're walking in. And he shaves they, his beard. And they have to point out that they think Steed is dead, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because he just went off in the ship, and they all assume that he died. Uh, but anyways, then they, his wife was like, "Fuck it, I want to be a widow." Yeah. Then they immediately make a plan to escape. Blackbeard is able to do so and is able to like corrupt multiple people inside the navy camp somehow uh and they make of course a very convoluted plan of how to escape and then where they'll meet up and what will happen after they meet up the plan wasn't even that convoluted the plan was very simple yeah and steed 
was supposed to like go meet him and instead he gets taken like hostage kind of by the the same bad dude's brother yeah yeah and from there it goes off the rails he never goes to meet he never goes to meet edward and then you have the scene where the gun like misfires i didn't i didn't the even worst understand like it. action scene so like steed is like dead to rights like the dude knows that he killed his brother he is staring at him but he's with drunk a gun and he trips and shoots himself i still don't really remember how that all played out anyways it, it. it is a deus ex machina to give steed a chance to go and meet Blackbeard. It's still, he has time at that point, right? Or has Blackbeard left? Yeah. Yes, Blackbeard stayed till the morning. So this is where the right, show right, went right. off the yeah. rails for me. As Blackbeard then goes into this like depressive, angry episode. Emo Blackbeard. Yeah, yeah emo Blackbeard that like defines the rest of the the you know tail end of the season. And Steed, for no reason goes back to his life. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was trying to get to, is that they were so heavy-handed with those flashbacks over and over earlier in this in the season mm-hmm. so that you'd be like, well, of course he went back to his family. He's been feeling guilty the whole season. No. No. The whole season, he was remembering how miserable he was there. Right. He was happy with Edward. he seems genuinely, like, uh, electrified by the kiss they have. So it's, like, I thought for a second... They were going to kiss, and Steed was, like, not going to feel anything, and that would lead to their issues. But instead, like we said, everything seems to be going according to Yeah, like, if he was, like, asexual, and they were going to go that route, and I'm just saying, like, and he was just going to be like, am I never attracted to anyone? Was I attracted to my wife in the first place? Is something wrong with me? They didn't do that. Like you said, he was, they had a very cute, touching little love scene, Mm -hmm. emotional scene. I just, I don't buy that he went back to his family because one drunk guy tried to shoot him and then shot himself instead he goes back to his family i don't it didn't make any sense to me and therefore like i just kind of like angrily something watched. the drunk admiral said like like had a music cue to be like this is changing steed's mind but it didn't it didn't it, work it, no it didn't work for me um so i really I, the rest of the the rest of the season just made me so angry because I just did not buy that. That was like the pivotal turning point mm-hmm. in towards the end of the season, and I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. And you know that I hate when this happens. I could have come up with a thousand different options that would have made more sense. Yeah, I think my best my best like idea for how to fix it would have been that that Blackbeard comes to find Steed mm-hmm. and Steed is like and Steed explains himself to Blackbeard because mm-hmm. you don't really get that explanation we're just supposed to catch on from some like you said music cue so Blackbeard comes to find him and Steed says no I need to go back and check on my family and explains it and leaves Blackbeard and that would make sense why Blackbeard was so angry so and distraught. so heartbroken he should be panic that something happened to steed and we never an idiot he knows that right like how could he like his first thought should have been oh shit he got captured right i I gave him too many things to do to get yes so he just like blackbeard just lays there if he got out and in that easily that many times just lazy writing back they said at this this point in episode 10 we want these two characters to be here thinking this yes and they didn't easiest way they didn't connect the dots to the previous couple of episodes to just get them there 
Um, and I feel like I had another, when, when we just finished watching it, I had another suggestion, too, of how mm-hmm. they should have. Um, so oh, I think my mm-hmm. other suggestion was that, like, Blackbeard goes back to help Steed mm-hmm. and sees Steed leaving, mm-hmm. and then Blackbeard gets caught or something like that. Sure. Again, a, a legitimate reason for him to be pissed that he sees Steed or, oh, no, my other idea was that Blackbeard goes back to save Steed. Mm-hmm. Blackbeard kills the other guy. And then Steed is like, everyone keeps dying because of me. And once again, explains himself and has an interaction with Blackbeard. For yeah. me, Blackbeard, like, never going to check on him or anything and just being like, he didn't show up. I'm fragile and heartbroken. I'm going to just, like, go crazy now. And Steed just being like... I need to go back to my family when I hated every second of being with them. It didn't work. There was like a missing connection there. And therefore I didn't buy into the rest of the season, which was a shame because the parts like the stuff with his back with his family and, Mm -hmm. and going back to his wife and stuff should have been funny. There was a lot of like funny hijinks and physical comedy and like slapstick almost comedy. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting there being like, this is dumb. He shouldn't be there. Like, I just didn't... It completely pulled me out of it. And I'm still frustrated. So, to to me, it, like, ruined the show a little bit. And I understand that it wasn't just going to be, like, pun intended, smooth sailing. They were like, Mm -hmm. we're in love, bye. But I just think they could have sold that conflict more effectively to make me be like oh steed you idiot oh blackbeard i can see why you're so upset don't do this and instead i was just like this shouldn't be happening yeah um so what do we think is going to happen next season right so it definitely um positions itself for i guess it's a cliffhanger right you you have a bunch of people on a deserted island so that's a pretty big like on a rowboat yeah (laughs) i think what i what I think is most funny about the show and what I appreciate about the show is that there is like zero attempt for nautical reality. See, uh, the ship no thing, pun intended. See. The ship thing mm. you can talk about in a second. Mm. Whose ship they're on? I know that bothered right. you. To me, the fact that like everyone just keeps appearing in the same spot in the ocean is hilarious. They don't care about geography at all. Like, yeah. whenever someone needs to find someone else in the ocean, they just happen to be there. Like, it just seems like they're, like, going in circles off the coast right. of England. Right, there's no geography I, for this show at all. I honestly appreciate, like, that was, it was not meant to be historically accurate in terms of, like, how long a voyage takes across the sea. They're just going for, like, the sitcom style of it, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, you struggled with the ship situations, though. It's just, there's a, I feel like there's an important episode in the middle where Blackbeard and Steed come together, and if I'm remembering correctly, like, their crews are sort of battling at first, Steed gets injured, and it sounds like it's, it's what happens in your Wikipedia description. Blackbeard comes aboard to see Steed. Right. But then you never... Blackbeard's ship just disappears into the mist. Right. So Blackbeard is like this legendary dude for good reason, but he seems like completely dependent on this crew and this one not ter- not great oh. ship. Uh, and I thought you were going to say Izzy. Mm. I was so sick of Izzy being just oh, the... Oh, really? I thought Izzy was... I thought the actor was one of the best actors on the show. One of the best actors, yeah. but I was sick of 
once again somewhat lazy feeling writing where every yeah. conflict was just izzy that's fair coming. but yeah i thought his voice like i'd never heard a voice like that i thought that i thought he no was his acting and his character were great but yeah. i just felt like every single time there was any sort of conflict it was izzy like yeah. they they didn't they just kind of used him to create conflict oh definitely um so yeah it's just kind of unclear about like what anyone's goal is in terms of a pirating point of view like they they do some episodes where they're like out of oranges and they're running low on supplies and stuff but there's just like very very little like work done but on I these think ships that's the point i know like, i'm the, just saying the first episode opens with him like trying to get them all to share their feelings which yeah. is just hilarious to me um i i just wanted more of that because like they have him reading to them and, like, they show how, like, he's built up a crew in a very unique way. And, yes, those bizarre skills do come into play, but I felt like there could have been more and, of it, and in I this pl- And in this, in this way, I do agree with you a little bit that the focus shifts so much to Blackbeard that you kind of lose That's what I'm getting some at, of that, yeah. like, camaraderie, which was the funny bits at the beginning of the show. And the part that sucked me in was, like, I don't really necessarily always get the tone of the humor, mm-hmm. but just, like, the the whole like uh you know what's the word i'm thinking of the crew like the yeah, camaraderie yeah can um, we just do the best and worst of the crew right now real quick best and worst okay. characters frenchie i love um frenchie grew on me um yeah. lucius is my favorite obviously you're so basic i don't know what was more sad she's hiding ends. in a sweatshirt right now i just i can't i i don't know which one i was more upset about going overboard lucius or the library oh yeah books when they threw the books off the ship that was a tough moment for me Um, we think lucius is coming back he's gonna be fine those wide-legged pants will keep him afloat okay and jim is gonna be okay jim huh jim spanish girl oh yeah i always get confused about the name right I think they ended up going with they as their pronouns. The Spanish person. Um, Oluwande, I think, overall was a, a strong character. They didn't quite know what to do with him. But Sometimes the some episodes funny. where they focused on him too much were a little bit weaker, but Black Pete, I could give or take. Yeah, he was just neutral to me. Like, he had the running gag of, like, claiming to be one of Blackbeard's, like... But then Blackbeard doesn't know who Right, that's fine. I really liked Wee John Feeney, the big guy. He just doesn't do very much, but yeah. he was great comedic relief. I didn't really get the chef guy. Oh, yeah, Roach. Yeah, nothing. Buttons, I think, is the is the MVP of the show, though. <laughs> when, I took a, when I took a quiz of which character I would be, it came out as Buttons. <laughs> Um, I felt like because you had buttons, you really did not need the Swede. Yeah, it didn't make no. any sense. It was just like a, a bad impression of buttons. Like a Swedish bad impression of yeah, buttons. Yeah, it didn't do it, it for dumb. me. Uh, yeah, Jim. Uh, and that's the crew, basically. Although Blackbeard's crew of a couple guys, separate from Izzy, they they had some good laugh moments as well. Yes, for sure. Um, just on the, on the, uh, on the mainland stuff... Like, it's fun that Leslie Jones showed up. Um, I don't think she did a great job with it. I don't think her scenes... I don't think her scenes gave her... Like, I don't think the script helped her much. But I thought that was kind of weak. And same for Fred Armisen. I I don't know. When I see him show up and stuff, that's not, like, sketch. It's, like, hokey. Yeah, I don't like it. he's too campy. Yeah. 
Um, has it been renewed? Do we know? Back to thinking about next season? I don't know. I'm sure with the star power behind it, they'll give them another few episodes at least. It was HBO? Yeah. Yeah, they're not as cancel happy as Netflix. No. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is that I can see why people were really excited about it being like a canonically queer show in a show that didn't really need to be queer. Mm -hmm. Like, it could have just been a weird... um, let me rephrase that. Not that it didn't need to be queer, but it wasn't like... I'm impressed that it wasn't like, here's a show about pride. Right. Like, it was a pirate show, and they just happened to be gay. Like, Would it have been better if either Steed or Blackbeard had, like, a more uh, conscientious coming out plotline? I don't think so. I think that's what was so nice about it, is that there they were just like, oh, we fell in love a while ago. sort of coming out. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair I enough. I mean, Steed kind of comes out to his wife a little bit in that second to last right. episode. Right. She says, what's her name? Yeah. And he says, yeah. Um, so I, I can, I understand why it's very nice to have just like, no big deal queer, queer characters. Mm-hmm. Like there is no coming out. There's not a whole thing. It's just kind of like, yeah, they're in love. Um, so I can see why people ship it and got excited about, like, which characters go with which and kind of doing fan art and fan fiction or whatever. Yep. I can't imagine rewatching the show a bunch of times. No. It's, there's funny bits. I would love to watch bloopers of it. Mm-hmm. I would love to watch, like, funniest clips of it because there were definitely some really funny bits of it. Mm-hmm. But I think the funny bits were in between some kind of, like, shoehorned plot uh plot points and in between some comedy bits that just didn't really hit the mark you're getting to my thesis so i can pick up from there but first we gotta say episode eight was the will arnett one which was terrible yes and that gets into my thesis even more which is just that i think television's kind of renaissance in the last couple years is doing awful things for all things fiction because here you have a story, right? That's broken into 10 pieces that was like an average of 35 minutes each. Yeah. So you had like 300, we'll call it 360 minutes of content. Sure. So that's six hours, correct? Yeah. That's too much for what for what they needed to tell here. And that's why they kept, they were like shoving in like the whole storyline. I liked Jim, but the shoving in mm-hmm. of... Um, the gym storyline mm-hmm. with her nana and the revenge and she leaves and comes back right the shoving in of will arnett like if it had been like a mini series or mm-hmm. i think maybe I that's that's what i'm getting at is that if it's not a mini series if it's treated as a normal series the writers have to give each episode its own trope its own a b and c story its own three acts especially if it's trying to be a sitcom right and so you ended up with this really unique premise, and it felt like, well, every episode they have to do something tropey that's already or been done a million times or, before. Yeah. And just when you get to the Will Arnett see, the episode, and you're like, oh, he's the friend from a while he's ago who's going right, to have a bad influence. Maybe he'll change. Maybe he won't. Oh, he ends up as himself. We've been watching, we rewatched some of New Girl, and you have the episode where her sister comes on, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. is she as bad as she said? Or maybe she's redeemable? Oh, no, no she Packer is just... Packer from The Office That's the, the best one. one, yeah. The best 
comparison i thought where it's like he's an old buddy that you haven't seen before he comes yeah. on he's kind of the worst like and it makes fractures between other people so yeah, yeah just think about if you had done even a two-hour movie with this premise and these actors and this story and you didn't have to worry about having 10 sort of neat endings broken up yeah. piece by piece it just seems like uh, it would have given the whole story more of a chance to breathe, I guess. I think it has to do with like the way that projects are funded, like that. Um, That's another get... reason why I thought it was bizarre to have this as a TV show. Like they clearly didn't have the budget for special effects or much b- beyond the costume and like the one ship exterior. Yeah, and like at least three or four episodes, they conveniently have them end up on land. Um, which I think were actually some of the better episodes, and it gives you at least a little bit of a variety. But, uh, yeah, I just think the series um, sitcom sort of setup held the show back. I'm just wondering if the way that they produce pilots or the way that they produce, like, okay, you can just have X amount of money for eight episodes or ten episodes, and then if people like it, we'll give you more seasons. Mm -hmm. Like, I think... I think with Tycho behind it, though, I don't think he has to go through that. Tycho. Tycho. Sorry, um. Okay. Did we get through all your notes? I think so. Yeah. I was just gonna say I think it would have done better as almost like a three-part miniseries or something. That's mm-hmm. like an hour, an hour, an hour. I think you're right. Yeah. But I don't think that like right now, if it's it, it either has to fall into a movie or a TV show. I think there was maybe too much in it for a movie because there wasn't like the rise and falling action across the whole season for a movie. Mm-hmm. But I think. I think you probably had like three acts, right? You had the first act where it's like you're introduced to Steed and his. Right. Is he who, who's crew, he going to get killed and himself? His, yeah, included. and his crew yeah. gets up to shenanigans. The second act, you have him getting injured and meeting Blackbeard and whatever. And then the third act, you have like him and Blackbeard trying to like sort out who they are to each other and like the ending. Yeah. So I think if you it had, it could have been like a Will Ferrell movie. Could have been like Anchorman esque almost to some degree. I feel like. Yeah, like the level of parody. Yeah, and so yeah, I think I think the format was a uh, was a poor choice, and it just it just baffles me that it's less risky for a studio to pump out three hundred and sixty minutes of that content than do a hundred and twenty in a movie. It just doesn't the math doesn't make sense to me i think if the math doesn't make sense it should just be like the psychology when's the last time we've watched a movie aside from last friday right. that's what i'm i'm saying i think the viewers are are culpable in the situation as well but i think it's only ramming home the same tropes you know having all these shows again and again and again um and i don't know i'm not a huge movie buff but i think the format gives it a lot more space to to be creative and less space to feel like you have to fill yeah with comedy or not if you're listening to this thinking why would i watch this show now that they've just talked about it for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. first of all we talked about it for 30 minutes there's Mm -hmm. plenty to talk about we had plenty of opinions about Mm -hmm. it secondly there is some very funny comedy and i think i laughed out loud every episode for sure there's definitely funny bits it's definitely like unique comedy Mm -hmm. and a unique show and for that itself i think it was worth watching like i said it's not going to be a favorite show that i'm going to rewatch. but better than bear town glad we watched it don't even get me started on (laughs) rape town all right babe let's get oh 
to our second Maybe a long ass episode. Entree. I have a lot to say about the movie. Okay, so just our own little backstory <laughs> yeah, to this, context. right? So we when did Spider-Man come out? Like a like year ago? Six months ago, maybe? It's a year ago. Maybe. Pretty sure. We haven't been to the movie theater since... Um, like October of 2019? What movie was it? Star Wars? No, not Star Wars. We had to watch that awful movie here as well. It was... It was Mary Poppins? Something to... No, it was worse than that. It was something terrible. Um, before the baby. Frozen 2. Frozen 2, I think. I think. I don't think that's right. I think it is. I'm going to Google when Frozen 2 came out. We haven't been to the mo- movies in a very long time because we had a child and then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the only movie that's come out in recent years to tempt me to go back to the movies. Right. Yeah. November 22nd, 2019 was Frozen 2. We went to that. Gosh. Right. So then it was Star Wars was a month after and you w- we waited like a year to finally rent that on tv and it was terrible yes. and now we've done the same thing with spider-man no way home correct um so i i admit i'm like a contrarian so i wanted to hear that this movie was terrible so i started reading some reviews and stuff of it when it came out and all i was hearing was that the fanboys said it was incredible so i was like okay why is it so incredible and you kept saying that i was gonna get spoiled right so i got spoiled about the cameos i want to call them cameos i don't even care and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool that they had Garfield and they had Maguire show up. Although I was like, eh, isn't that pretty much what Into the Spider-Verse already did? And we'll get to that a little bit more later. Uh, but I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then... And I'm sitting here, when we watched the movie, going, how was that a spoiler? I was the one who told you that it was Doc Ock from the Tobey Maguire right. we movies. we had an episode here where you tried oh. to explain that to and me. And you still didn't understand. No. So anyways... I just kept saying, "Do you do you know the twist or something I about the some, movie?" I thought you were. I thought Andrew Garfield died. Oh. I thought that was the twist. I thought no, one it's of just the other that he's on because in Into the Spider Verse, yeah. one of the other Spider Mans right. dies. So I. Thought, anyway, so I was like, "Oh gosh, I can't let her know that Garfield is in this movie." And then I pulled up a Lin Manuel um, interview about Tick Tick Boom. And one of the first questions was, how did, you know, you get Andrew in between the Spider-Man stuff? And I was like, oh, God, she heard it. Oh, God, she's never going to forgive me. And all. And then since then, I've been living in a panic for no reason, apparently. I kept thinking I was going to get spoiled on the Internet. There, and there's nothing to be spoiled about. Nothing. Um, I... I have so many notes about this. I was, like, in a rage last night after we finished it. You and I don't normally... Um, not normally completely on the same page while doing a movie. Especially, like, this type of movie. I am going to, like, go out and say it, that I hereby release you from watching... Like we've done this on this podcast ...any other Marvel movie that's not by Taika Waititi, because I do want you to watch right. the next Thor. Or if me. Natalie Portman is starring in it, that's another factor. Next Thor. Or if there's actually another Black Panther I was thinking last night, that would okay, be the only other... exceptions. Um, oh. This movie was so disappointing. Tom Holland, I, I'm going to make you watch that dumbass Uncharted movie just for Tom yeah, Holland, too. I'll watch that after this. It sure. can't be worse than this. No. It can't be worse See, than this. Tom, I, I, you deserved better. I thought the first two of this franchise were pretty mediocre to bad to begin with, so to they me it was fine. pretty much on par. They were fine. 
They Here's the difference. Yeah. Here's the difference. In the first two, Peter was caught up in stuff way bigger than him. He's the underdog, and you're rooting for him, and you're mm-hmm. like, kid, you shouldn't have to deal with all of this, but you're and doing your best. And the school storyline makes sense in those, right? The first one, it's just like a high school story with Spider-Man stuff mixed in, if I'm remembering right. The second one is the European road trip, mm-hmm. where you, ha- you have Gilfoyle as the teacher, and you mm-hmm. have like a bunch of that setup stuff. The setup to this one he caused was all just of his own terrible. drama. So this is the difference with the god in, college admissions. In the first two, first first of all, neither of us like a college admissions plot. No. That to all the boys I've loved before movie about college. That's admissions what I was, was thinking. Brutal. I was like, wow, they did. They took Marvel was like, what can we do with this the worst franchise? Let's are, pull from yeah. from that sh- that movie. Yeah. Um. So, but in the first, oh, we got screaming baby. In the first two movies. He's, like, kind of pulled into stuff that's beyond him. Yeah. And doing his best, right? Yeah. This movie, he caused all his own problems. As you said at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. you, the the entire point of the movie was trying to undo everything you already did right. in the movie. At which minute is- 20, when he shows up to meet Doctor Strange, who, like... Their only banter the entire movie is just, are you going to call me Doctor or Steven or Sir? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a great joke. Um, from also, that point on... I never on, saw the Doctor Strange movie, so I didn't know what the no. fuck was happening. There was way too much assumption that I had seen Doctor Strange when I yeah. haven't. Anyways, from that point on, right, Peter and Doctor Strange together create mayhem... And the rest of the movie is just trying to get things back no to where they were reason. at that Doctor point Strange in time. Doctor Strange doesn't want to do it. Peter isn't even that persuasive. And he's like, oh, let's just fuck around with some magic, even though my friend told me not to. Right. Like, once again, lazy fucking plot. Lazy. Yeah. It was just like, we want to get to this multiverse thing because Into the Spider-Verse did well. So we're going to, like, I honestly think it, it had to have been, like, a studio-led project. And they were like, hey. Everyone loved Into the Spider-Verse. We figured out. That if we time it right, we could have uh, Garfield and Maguire for this many days. Mm-hmm. Go look at the script that you just started writing. Figure out how you could work them into like the final third of the movie, we and work backwards from the contract. That. They have no choice, right? And Willem Dafoe says he would be on board, and Alfred Molina, Jamie Fox is available. We can do the lizard guy. Everyone's bored during COVID, right? Get them here. And can you figure out a way where they're each in like a cage for like a good Most 45 it, minutes so they don't have to move who knows probably because of covid they were filmed like separately and not even and it was like two days of filming they didn't do much um, oh man so i just at the end of the movie i was like silent pause and then i was just like i hated that i hate everything the movie stood for in the end like, i think that i think again like with the show i think the premise here is actually an interesting thing to explore which is let's get into these villains right in a normal superhero movie, something happens to the good guy to make him a superhero. Something happens to the bad guy to make Drag him a supervillain. Yeah. And this one's kind of asking, like, well, how how does that happen? And have we tried and to can fix you pull, them? Right. Can you pull them back? Is there a magic tonic you can give them? And is, there, is part of the reason they went bad because a horrible accident disfigured their body? What if right. we could take away their powers if that's what's making them evil? Right. So yeah, I think that's a really interesting thing to explore, and and the movie tries to do that to some degree, but, but then it's, it's like, like it's like the D plot. It is, yeah. Um, and I, on a personal note, 
like one small decision like ruining the multiverse is like an anxiety trigger nightmare for me first of all um like it it just i i just hated the whole plot like something kind of minor happens a mistake is made not even a mistake a dumb fucking judgment call by a fucking magician who's not even supposed to be in these movies the wizard and and then everything else is just terrible thing piling on top of that. I really hate how Marvel movies like do the, the Joss, Whe- Joss Whedon thing where it's like super dramatic mm-hmm. and tragic. And then they have like, you know, this like two minute interlude where they're making jokes just and then they go back to the tragic thing. Right. I'm so over that I agree. setup. I'm so over it. Like it wasn't even that great in Buffy. And that was 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> like I'm over it. Um, also, like, it makes it so much worse that, like, he's just a teenager trying to get into college. Yeah. I don't need to see sad, sad Tom Bloody Holland. Tom Holland. Spider-Man always gets the shit kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see sad Tom Holland ruining his own life. Yeah. It is not fun for me to watch. No. Like, when the older Avengers do some fucked up shit, you're like, well, you're old. You, you're dumb. Like, for a 16, 17-year-old, it's just, like, tragic to watch. And maybe I'm just, like, too much of a teacher or too much of an adult. But it was just, like, it just left me feeling so defeated and so sad. And, like, spoiler alert here, I guess. But, like, in the end, in the end, like, what is, like, the point of his life now? What kind of life is it to, like, have nobody know who you are? Mm-hmm. You have no, not a single person in the multiverse that knows who you are. That's a freaking MCU producer's wet dream. You literally have a blank slate. Uh, honestly. <laughs> they're just like, we can do whatever the fuck we want in the future. Oh, man. Does this mean Spider-Man's not in any other Avengers stuff? Have the Avengers forgotten about him, apparently? Does this... Guess what? Everyone heard me, I heard you say, I don't, I don't have to care. Um... <laughs> Also, like, Ned doesn't get to remember that he did magic? Yeah, true. Well, and- no. See, that's... I'm not even going to try to explain it. So, the spell is is that everyone forgets Peter completely. So how was How Ned does that work with things? Magic? Do they remember everything that happened and they just have a blank silhouette Or is it as him? if they never met him? And then, like, as if they time-traveled backwards and never met him and then yeah, lived the rest like of life. Yeah, like he doesn't exist doesn't make any in their sense. life. Also, Zendaya is, like, kind of billed as the other lead of this movie. She didn't do anything. I felt like she was a ghost in the entire movie. I she, felt no chemistry between her and Tom, despite them still dating in real life, I think. It, like, failed the... Whatever. I know the Bechdel chest, yeah. test is not, like, the pinnacle of feminist theory anymore. Right. But no. She got like, one line, basically, which is, if you expect disappointment, you'll never be the disappointed. The whole time oh she God. was just like, Tom. I'm here for you, Peter. Like, she was just like... And the time she had agency, feminism. which was a magic button to fix everything, and she didn't get to use, she didn't use it because she had to trust oh. Peter. I... Like, Tom Holland, because I liked him and I liked the way he played Spider-Man and I liked that he, like, actually seemed like he was just a high school kid doing his best, whereas... Garfield and Tobey Maguire both like super ancient trying to pretend they were high school or college Mm -hmm. kids and I just never really like cared about them that much Tom Holland at least I was like look at this little baby spider-man trying to do his best Um, and this 
but this movie just reminded me why I've never liked the other Spider-Mans. Like, the Spider-Man thing is that, like, they're so self-sacrificing in this really, like, I know better than you kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like, Batman's whole thing is that he's, like, a tragic orphan. And he's always all about justice and vengeance. And he's depressed all the time Mm -hmm. and emo. Spider-Man's thing is, like, I know what I have to sacrifice to save you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all about being this, like, self-righteous, self-sacrificing white dude. Mm-hmm. And I just, this movie just reminded me how much I don't like that. Because in the end, it's like, Peter's like, I know what I have to do. I have to ruin everyone else's, unruin everyone else's life by, like, making myself disappear. And I just, oh, I just, it, I I don't even have words for how much I, I really can, didn't like it. All I can say is that it made me uh, appreciate the last Spider-Man video game even more. Because I think the game did some things even better than the movie. Even in cutscenes and things like that. Yeah. The A lot of the actual movie almost felt like bad uh, video game cutscenes to me in, in certain spots. Just the plot rising and falling action was at one point in the beginning I said this is so slow and so yeah. boring. Like it's two and a half hours and yet I w- I always have a tendency to check the time on on movies and shows but I was like wow there's a full like ninety minutes left. We had to like get a snack because I was like I'm not gonna yeah. make it to the end of this. Also I did not need more of the Green Goblin shtick. Yeah. I didn't. William Defoe is very I think that voice effect- is pretty creepy. He's very but, yeah. effective at it. But I wasn't like I wish I could get Willem Dafoe back to play his same role again and be yeah. the creepy goblin again. He was and fine. They I, didn't I, even mm. go into the they didn't even go into like the how is he still alive? Like these were from all different times. Right, no, they tried to get it. No, well they addressed that. They said they all supposedly zapped when they were about to die. Doesn't really make any but sense the because timelines are all different. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. They didn't even get into like the time travel aspects or like the they introduced some multiverse, but only <laughs> to bring back have cameos. This is my last point. Yeah. If I was involved with Into the Spider Verse, I would be livid because you did it better. And I'm saying that as someone who liked that movie, didn't love it, yeah. but out of like recent Marvel stuff, I would give that one a thumbs up. And, and they ruined it. They right. They they stole the concept, did it poorly, and it was all just a shenanigan for fan service and cameos. That's all it was. They didn't get into any of the, like, in the other Marvel movies, they've they've gotten a little bit into like, well, what happens if we travel back in time and change things, and like yeah. what what happens if like they like the whole end game and Thanos and all that shit. They like explored a lot of that, like. Right what happens and in this one they were just like no we're not going to do any of that we're just going to have more of Andrew yeah. Garfield and like cracking the back of Tobey Maguire just just because everyone's going to go crazy about it right it, yeah fan service is the best way to put it it was like let's take into the spider verse but we're just going to use that to get famous people back to right. have the shock Re, yeah. the shock value in the theater and everyone's going to go <gasps> in the movie theater like yeah. and everyone's going to be talking about it but they won't be able to tell you the spoilers so you have to go see it yourself mm. like um, are we, are we almost through your notes pretty much? That is it, yeah. Okay. This was an interesting question that was posed on the Rewatchables podcast. I was listening to one uh, the other night. They were talking about Austin Powers, which I know you have sort of strong opinions about. And they were positioning that Austin Powers was probably the best 
trilogy in terms of like each installment and then it didn't have like an awful last movie or anything like that can you think of any film trilogies or series that like were perfect from start to finish and you can't say lord of the rings because you have to then include everything after it just like if you thought harry potter one through seven was perfect you would admit that it's been an utter train wreck since then what's the best series it doesn't have to be a trilogy basically what series did they like end perfectly and not try to milk for any series yeah or you could mention books i guess It was an interesting question. I don't know if I had any uh, off the top of my head. Um. Star Wars, same thing. People were like on the on the podcast. They were like, "Well, Jurassic Park." Eh. I don't think you can. You would have to include the last one as oh, well. Oh God, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, so so bad. So yeah, it's Indiana. No, the last Indiana Jones was really bad too. Uh, I'm trying to think of any series that I act actively enjoy. I never watched any of the Godfather movies, so I can't. No. I literally googled best movie series. Right, um, Godfather Part Three. Matrix. Matrix just definitely no. Yeah. Toy Story. I had, we still have to watch four. There could have been a case but... for Toy Story, but I think Toy Story Four probably ruined it. Um, Fast Lion and King Furious and has gone off the rails. Definitely, yeah. I didn't like Mad Max. I never saw Rocky. Men in Black. No. Um, it just goes to show you that, like, series is, in movies at least, really are like a cash grab. And then they're very rarely well executed. I can't even think of series off the top of my head. It's a tough question. Um... Star Trek has too many of the old movies yeah. that I never watched to really consider that one. I'll think about it and I'll get back to you. Okay. Um, do you have any upcoming things? I don't. I'm not I looking forward to anything. Too. Don't worry, darling. Okay. Everyone's talking about it because Harry Styles is in it with Florence Pugue. Okay. Mostly I was just excited that Chris Pine is in it because I haven't seen him any- in anything for a while. He was just in a trailer for something else. Um... Also, Doctor Who, I still have not watched more than, like, two episodes of it There's ever. There's a new Doctor. Saw the headline, didn't click it. New Doctor. He's the guy from Sex Education. The, the funny guy. The black the black friend. Sure. The shaved head. He's really gay. I've only watched, like, two episodes unwillingly of that. Anyways. Um, and the new Rose is um, is a, also a black British actor. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about it. I, I have you ever watched any Doctor Who? I just said I've only ever watched a couple episodes, but oh. I know it's a big fandomy thing. But the new Rose is one of the actors from Heartstopper. Remember when like everyone and was obsessed with Sherlock? People still obsessed with Sherlock? No. Well, okay. it was a. There was only like ever like four or five episodes per season, right? And it was like a big where, like, deal that like Cumberbitch was... and what's his face were on TV back then. Well, and that's the problem is that they got too famous individually, Martin, whatever, mm. and. Um, Benny. Now they like, yeah, probably are way over the B- BBC salary and don't have time to mm. work together. Anyways, that is that it? For my upcoming things, so I'm literally yawning. So, mm-hmm. um, that was probably too long. Thanks for listening to our ranting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we'll have some more rants soon, hopefully. Let us know if you agree or horrifically <laughs> disagree with us. If there was ever a time to have a mailbag, it might be this episode. It might be this episode. Let us know. Write in. All right. Be well, friends. And thanks for listening. And see you next time. See you.